0: Well, good morning. morning. Now listen, if you think you're cool, let me tell you about the choir. I have the coolest choir (laughs) anywhere because the heat is not working in the choir room. And when I came in, it was 48 degrees back there. It has got up to a whopping 54. And so we are so cool. Today is Sacrifice Sunday. We're going to be observing the Lord's Supper and talking about the sacrifice of Christ uh, very shortly. But today we have the opportunity to do a part of our vision statement that maybe we don't do as good a job in doing. Our vision statement in complete is this. Growing disciples that connect upward, connect inward, and connect outward. Today we have the opportunity to connect outward with Christian Adoption Services. You heard Mike Blackwood, you've heard uh, Kevin Qualls on a couple of occasions, occasions. and so the purpose of Christian Adoption service is to place children who don't have a home into a forever home that is a Christian home, so that they can learn about Christ. Uh, Pastor Dale, one of the last uh, things he did was meet with Mike Blackwood, and allowed him to come last week. He set that up, and he also told them we'll be doing this Sacrifice Sunday offering today for Christian Adoption Services. So I'm going to pray with you, and then Susan's going to play. We have plates here, and if you are prepared to give, please bring your offerings for Sacrifice Sunday and leave them here on the altar. Our men will collect them later. Now, your regular offering, you can give it as you leave Today there'll be men standing out there, and there's also a couple of boxes on the uh, at the portico, going out under the either going out or coming in from the portico. Uh, you will find a place to drop your regular offering. Let's pray together, Father. How wonderful it is that we have the opportunity to come into this place and to meet together with those of like minds and like hearts and like spirits, because we are united through the person and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Lord, we are the ones who are captured by your grace. And now, today, we have the opportunity to to extend grace to children that we don't ever know and may never know, but children who need a touch from you. Children who need to have the same relationship with you that we have. And so, Lord, we give sacrificially, and hilariously to Christian adoption services today so that those children might no longer have to say, I have nobody, but that they have a family and they have the family of God and they have Jesus Christ as their Savior. So Lord, bless this offering today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can just come forward with your offerings. so much. Listen before the choir sings this morning, I want to remind you that we have a change coming on this Wednesday night and that we bring our services, our classes here on campus beginning at 5:45 now. Kim, if I say something wrong, say clear your throat so I'll hear you. Um, so 545, uh, we begin a simple meal. I think there's some sign-up sheets out in the foyer, but you may also just call the church office uh, by Tuesday so that we will know how many. So it's a good deal, $7 for adults, kids and youth eat free. And then at 630, there will be uh, Bible missions and um, what am I missing, music for kids they'll be going to one place uh, there will be a study for women especially those mothers who bring kids uh, my wife will be teaching one at a time it's how Jesus made disciples Joey will be doing um, PS 101 if you're interested in this church uh, if you want to know what we're all about Joey's the man and he'll tell you, he'll be meeting in k with Sunday School class, but we'll make sure you get where you need to go. And I will be meeting with the remainder of you in the fellowship hall, and we're going to be looking at replicate how we make disciples, and we'll look forward to that time. Everything is over by 7.30, so you can come and eat in about an hour and a half's time and be on your way home. So we look forward to that time. As we stand to sing we'll let the um, choir make their way to the congregation for the rest of the service and the lord's supper and uh, i want to remind you that next sunday um, brother ken forrester will be here to begin as our transitional pastor transitional he's taking us from where we are and getting us ready for the next pastor you're going to love ken he is a great man and a very fine preacher we we'll look forward to our time together with him don't miss next sunday i want you to stand together as we join our voices begin singing i'll hail the power of jesus name let's stand together standing for the reading of the word of the Lord this morning.
1: Good morning. If you would turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Leviticus, chapter 16, verses 6 through 10. Aaron is to offer the bull for his own sin offering to make atonement for himself and his household. Then he is to take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting. He is to cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other for the scapegoat. Aaron shall bring the goat whose lot falls to the Lord And sacrifice it for a sin offering. But the goat chosen by Lot as the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to be used for making atonement by sending it into the wilderness as a scapegoat. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. You may be seated.
2: Good morning. So good to see everybody here today at Poplar Springs Baptist Church. We hope that you've had a warm, mon- a warm morning because I tell you the choir was freezing in their little in their room, and now they're sitting there. Uh oh, <laughs> there's some cuddling going on on the front row, and so and that's good because we're freezing. That some of people are freezing, but it's warm in here, and we're thankful for that. Today is Sacrifice Sunday, and this is the time that we. We partake in the Lord's Supper. And the Lord's Supper is all about remembering the sacrifice, the one true sacrifice that took place for our sins. And one thing I did whenever I went into seminary, uh, I I knew a lot about the New Testament. So what I I focused on the Old Testament. I took Hebrew instead of Greek first. And I, I, I took every exegetical class I could to, so I could grasp what the Old Testament, because I truly believe that to understand the New Testament, you've got to understand the Old Testament. Okay, so here I am reading Leviticus chapter sixteen, and here these two goats are. Okay, and this this whole chapter is the Day of Atonement, this is Yom Kippur. Uh, they still celebrate this. They still honor this in the, in the Hebrew and in the, in, in, in the Jewish religion. And so we don't. Okay, And you'll see why here in a few minutes. But it's a beautiful expression and it's a beautiful example of Jesus Christ, these two goats are. Uh, most of us, when we read about please keep your Bibles open because I'm going to refer back to Leviticus here in just a second. But we always think about this scapegoat. Okay? Because all of us like to have an scapegoat. Okay? Uh, the modern translation of it. But even today, spiritually speaking, we have an scapegoat. You know who it is? Jesus Christ. Jesus is our true scapegoat. And I'm thankful for that. But I, I, like I said, let's just read. I'm going to read on in this passage of Scripture. If you look at verse 20 of, of Leviticus 16, notice what it says. It says, and when this is, and, and when the priest had made an end of atoning for the holy place, the tabernacle of meetings and the altar, and he shall bring the live goat. Now focus on that. The live goat. And Aaron, he was the high priest, shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, Confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. The goat shall bear on itself all the iniquities to an uninhabited land and he shall release the goat in the wilderness." We see here that uh, Aaron would take two goats, and basically they said draw lots, basically flip a coin. Okay, this is uh, these are two innocent goats. Okay, when I read this as a child, I felt sorry for the goats, and I'll be honest with you, as an adult, I still feel sorry for the goats, especially the first one. But the first one did nothing wrong. But whenever it just the luck the of the draw, basically. But they took that first goat, and they took it into the tabernacle or the temple, and they, they, they sacrificed it. And they sacrificed it. But before they sacrificed it, you know what he did? The priest would put his hands on the head of the goat, and he would basically confess all the sins of the people. Onto this goat, as he has both hands on this goat, as a, as a person who don 't know a lot about goats, but I did live in Lancaster, where goats were all running around me for a long they 're not the most obeyable animals, so he must have been a strong priest to hold his hands on that goat and and give and, 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 but, but this is the symbolism of all of our sins being. Thrown upon this goat, and, and, you, and some of you in your mind just saying, why is this happening, and I'm going to talk about it. But, but after all the sins were invested onto this goat, they sacrificed it. They killed it. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of what? Sin. What is our greatest problem that we have in the world today? Sin. Sin is our opposition to God. Sin is all our wrongdoings. Sin is everything that we've ever done that goes against the Word of God. And God says, if you're going to break that, to pay for that, it, there must be blood. Blood must be shed. So this goat is sacrificed for the sins of all the people. Okay? Now let me, let me explain this to you. This is what's beautiful about the Old Testament. Both goats equal one. Both goats equal who? Jesus Christ. People say Jesus is not in the Old Testament. Jesus is in the Old Testament. You just don't know. You've got to, you've got to educate yourself. Jesus is all through the Old Testament. But we see this as pointing to the Messiah because this goat was sacrificed all our sins. You know, the Bible tells us, for the wages of sin is what so, and, and here's another thing that you need to understand somebody has to pay for your sins only two people can pay for your sins you can pay for your sins right a lot of people are out there going to pay for their sins one day you know what they get judgment hell it's not a pretty picture but it's biblical it's reality. We understand that. Or, the other choice is to allow someone to die for you. Somebody has to die for your sins. Somebody has to pay. Jesus came and He died for your sins. And there's a passage of Scripture, and I want to just read this to you, in Second Corinthians 5, verse 21, where it says, "...for He made him who knew no sin... To be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Through the shedding of Jesus' blood, we become righteous. But somebody has to pay for your sins. and, And a question has to be asked today of you, who's paying for your sins? You don't get a pass. The Bible says all have sinned all fall short of the glory of God. So all of us have to come to a time of decision who they want to pay for their sins. If you're bold enough and you think you're wise enough and you think you're righteous enough to pay for your own sin, you can go that path, but you're wrong. The Bible clearly says we've all sinned. We've all made mistakes. So we all need Jesus Christ. We all need His blood to cleanse us from our sins. So there's the first goat. Okay? He's he sacrificed. But then the priest, or Aaron, takes this other goat. Okay? And he takes it outside. <laughs> okay? It's one thing to confess your sins inside the temple. It's another one to take a goat outside and with the people. Now, the people get to see this. Okay? And he lays his hands on this goat, the scapegoat. And he begins to do what? Confess all the sins of the people. Right there in front of everybody. Amen? I think I'd have been sick that day, amen. I wouldn't, no, I would have showed up. And, 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 and he lays all the sins on this goat. And then it says they, they pick a, an able person, an able man, to, to take this goat. And he takes him to the furthest, they say they never see this goat again because they want to get rid of, they want him to take off. But, over and over and over, and they say if it says it more than once, you need to pay attention. They said the live goat, the live goat, the live goat. This is a living goat. This is a living goat who's doing what? Taking all your sins away. What does the Bible say? When you confess your sins, you know what God does. He separates your sins as it's from the east is from the. You know what? And, and here's a passage. I don't want to read this to you because I think you need to know it. This is in Hebrews 8, verse 12. It says, For I will be merciful to the to their unrighteousness. He's talking to those who've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. He says, And I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds, and I will remember them no more. I say Amen. God does something that we can't, amen, forget. He forgets our sin. As He's placed His hands on this goat, this is showing that God has forgiven us of our sins and He's going to remember them no more. Because it says there, we'll never see this goat again. This scapegoat is gone. And I thought, as we, as we approached the Lord's Supper, what a beautiful illustration of what Jesus Christ has done for us on Calvary's cross. He was our sacrifice. He died on the cross for our sins. And as we were there, even while He was being crucified, He says, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was forgiving people as He was dying on the cross. But He is forgiven. We've all have been forgiven who's placed their faith and trust in Him. And I'm so thankful. And I I love this passage in in, uh, Isaiah 53, which says, in verse 5, it says, But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon Him. And by His stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned in every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Folks, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died for, listen to this, that's a three-letter word, all sin. He paid it all. Some people have a problem with forgiveness, then you have a problem with Jesus. Because Jesus, he's forgiven... Every sin that's ever been committed has been forgiven. Now, have you accepted it? That's the question. Have you accepted the forgiveness? Many people today are too prideful. You know, um, Elvis sung this song, I Did It My Way. I heard him sing that song one time. Folks, you don't want to do it your way. You want to do it, Frank Sinatra sung it too, right? Right? Okay, he's the one that made it famous. Scott was going to correct me later, so I better get that in there. Anytime I mention music, I'm on thin ice with him. And so, whew. but folks, you don't want to do it your way. You want to do it God's way. And God has prepared a way for you to be forgiven of your sin. Have you ever accepted that? Have you accepted what Jesus has done for you on Calvary's cross? Have you accepted that not only did He die for your sins, but He lives again? That's what I love about this. Here's, here's a, 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 dead, uh, a completely dead goat, but then there's a living goat that's out. And I think that's a Jesus had to completely die. For your sins, folks. He didn't just go in some subconscious element. No, he had to completely die for this to 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 please the Father. But he lives again, and we see that in the scapegoat as he takes our sins away from us. And I'm so thankful today that my sins are relieved of me. The Bible says, "If you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to what? Forgive." To cleanse us too. You know, uh, uh, in Revelations, if you have a hard time understanding Revelations, and it is some, a lot of it's a symbolism, um, I just want to sh- shed a light on this passage. This is Revelations 5, verse 6. Because I think this is a beautiful description of what these two goats were trying to ex- ex- express. And Jesus does beautifully. And it says, And I looked... In verse 6 of Revelations 5, And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and, and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Why did it look like it had been slain? Because it had been slain. That lamb was the Lamb of God. Amen? Jesus Christ Himself. He still holds the... the the pierced hands, where He's stabbed by a sword for for all this blood to be poured out of Him to pay the price for our sins. So we come today to the Lord's Supper. And we come today because of a great sacrifice. And one thing that we need to be mindful of is that your sin was not cheap. Okay? Jesus came to earth. God put skin on and came to earth. Lived a righteous life. And then came in sacrifice, was sacrificed for our sins. And Jesus says we need to remember that. Never forget that. We're going to have an invitation here. And I want to encourage you, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I, I plead with you to do that today. I'll be down front, and I'm going to stand over to the side, because we, I'm going to talk to the Christians here in just a second, but I'll talk to you, and we'll have prayer together. And I'd love for you to be able to participate in the Lord's Supper. But this Lord's Supper is not something that we come into lightly. We understand that we can come into it wrongly with, with with dirty hands. You know how we lift our hands to the Lord, folks. When we lift our hands to the Lord, we're saying, you know, when you praise the Lord with your hands, you're saying I've got clean hands. Don't ever lift up sinful hands to the Lord. He does not accept it. I don't care how spiritual you might think you are to throw your hands up in the air because some emotional boy. If you throw your hands up in the air, you're showing I'm clean. I'm clean. I'm righteous. And you're, and you're expecting that there's no sin in my life at this time. And Lord, I want to praise you with my hands. Okay? I'm all for people praising you with your hands. Okay? Go for it. But understand, don't allow motions to control that. You do that because you're saying, Lord, I am clean because you've cleaned me. And I accept it. And I've confessed all my sins before you. And before you take this, the Lord's Supper You need to come clean. You need to have clean hands. You need to confess your sins before God. During this invitation, would you take that opportunity to do that? We're going to open up this altar for those who want to come to the altar and pray and say, Father, cleanse me of all my unrighteousness so that you can can also do it right where you're sitting. But Christians, don't partake of this Lord's Supper if you're holding on to sin in your life right now. That you're not willing to get rid of. If there's known sin in your life, you're disrespecting the sacrifice. You're disrespecting the blood of Jesus Christ. And you don't you don't want to do that. I'm here to tell you most preachers won't tell you that today. I don't know why they don't, but I will. Okay? Because it's truth. What some people call worship, God doesn't call worship. And you need to do it properly. But we're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to have an invitation. And I encourage you to obey the Lord today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to respond to your word. Lord, I thank you for the illustration you gave us. Of these two goats, Father, during the the Day of Atonement. That, Father, that one completely was sacrificed for our sins, died for our sins. But one gave us the beautiful illustration that, Father, that there's life after sacrifice. Lord Romans 12 calls it a living sacrifice. Father, that scapegoat that takes our sins away. Father, there's somebody here today that's never had their sins taken away, they've never placed their faith and trust in You, they've never responded to the Gospel message, they've never responded to Your Holy Spirit pool. I pray that today would be the day of salvation for them. And Father, I'll be down here at the, at the front of the auditorium here to, to accept anyone who would like to come and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But Father, we open up this altar for all born-again believers who would like to come and prepare their hearts and their lives for receiving the Lord's Supper. And I just pray, Father, that each one of us will be obedient to the pool of Your Spirit in our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We now come to observe the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, given to us to celebrate in memory of the broken body and shed blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is said that on the night before He was betrayed at the conclusion of the Passover, which He and the disciples were celebrating, He he took bread and having blessed it, He broke it and gave to His disciples, saying, This is my body which was given for you. Let's pray together. Father, as we have prepared ourselves for this time to experience the Lord's Supper, let's pray, Father, that you would um, lead us in God. Because, Father, we're thankful for this bread of life that was given for us so that we could have eternal life. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as the fathers ate the manna and are dead. He that eats this bread will live forever. On the same night, our Lord took the cup And having blessed it, gave to his disciples and said, This is my blood, which was shed for you. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us of all sin. It's a time of celebration because what they did was they had a song. They sung together and then they went out and you know the rest of the story. This is right before the crucifixion. But I'm so thankful that I was able to share about the scapegoat today. Thank you all for putting up with that today because I had that on my heart and had to get it off. And so let's, let's have a prayer and then we'll, we'll close in song. Hmm? Uh, we'll have a song. Father, we thank you again for this time that we can celebrate, Lord, and remember. And Lord, as we close with a song this morning, Lord, we just pray, Father, that you will just uh, continually lead us and guide us. And Father, may we be thankful, Father, for the forgiveness of our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: May let's stand together as we sing just the verse of Blessed be the tie that binds. <clears throat> Bless
3: be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. The fellowship of kindred minds is like to that
0: you're dismissed. Well, good morning. Now listen, if you think you're cool, let me tell you about the choir. I have the coolest choir anywhere because the heat is not working in the choir room. And when I came in, it was 48 degrees back there. It has got up to a whopping 54. And so we are so cool. Today is Sacrifice Sunday. We're going to be observing the Lord's Supper and talking about the sacrifice of Christ uh, very shortly. But today we have the opportunity to do a part of our vision statement that maybe we don't do as good a job in doing. Our vision statement in complete is this, growing disciples that connect upward, connect inward, and connect outward. Today we have the opportunity to connect outward with Christian adoption services. You heard Mike Blackwood. You've heard uh, Kevin Qualls on a couple of occasions. occasions. And so the purpose of Christian adoption service is to place children who don't have a home into a forever home that is a Christian home so that they can learn about Christ. Uh, Pastor Dale, one of the last uh, things he did was meet with, Mike Blackwood, and allowed him to come last week. He set that up, and he also told them we'll be doing this Sacrifice Sunday offering today for Christian Adoption Services. So I'm going to pray with you, and then Susan's going to play. We have plates here, and if you are prepared to give, please bring your offerings for Sacrifice Sunday and leave them here on the altar. Our men will collect them later. Now, your regular offering, you can give it as you leave Today, there'll be men standing out there and there's also a couple of boxes on the, uh, at the portico going out under the, either going out or coming in from the portico, uh, you'll find a place to drop your regular offering. Let's pray together. Father, how wonderful it is that we have the opportunity to come into this place and to meet together with those of like minds and like hearts and like spirits because we are united through the person and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Lord, we are the ones who are captured by your grace. And now, today, we have the opportunity to to extend grace to children that we don't ever know and may never know, but children who need a touch from you. Children who need to have the same relationship with you that we have. And so, Lord, we give sacrificially, and hilariously to Christian adoption services today so that those children might no longer have to say, I have nobody, but that they have a family and they have the family of God and they have Jesus Christ as their Savior. So Lord, bless this offering today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can just come forward with your offerings. Thank you so much. Listen, before the choir sings this morning, I want to remind you that we have a change coming on this Wednesday night in that we bring our services, our classes here on campus beginning at 545. Now, Kim, if I say something wrong. Clear your throat, so I'll hear you. Um, so 5.45, uh, we begin a simple meal. I think there's some sign-up sheets out in the foyer, but you may also just call the church office uh, by Tuesday so that we will know how many. So it's a good deal, $7 for adults, kids, and youth eat free. And then at 6.30, there will be uh, Bible missions and... Um, What am I missing? Music. For kids, they'll be going to one place. There will be a study for women, especially those mothers who bring kids. Uh, My wife will be teaching one at a time. It's how Jesus made disciples. Joey will be doing um, PS 101. If you're interested in this church, uh, if you want to know what we're all about, Joey's the man. And he'll tell you, he'll be meeting in k with Sunday School class, but we'll make sure you get where you need to go. And I will be meeting with the remainder of you in the fellowship hall, and we're going to be looking at replicate how we make disciples. And we'll look forward to that time. Everything is over by 7.30, so you can come and eat in about an hour and a half's time and be on your way home. So we look forward to that time. As we stand to sing, we'll let the um, choir make their way to the congregation for the rest of the service and the Lord's Supper. And uh, I want to remind you that next Sunday, um, Brother Ken Forrester will be here to begin as our transitional pastor. Transitional. He's taking us from where we are and getting us ready for the next pastor. You're going to love Ken. He is a great man and a very fine preacher. We look forward to our time together with him don't miss next sunday i want you to stand together as we join our voices begin singing i'll hail the power of jesus name let's stand together Please remain standing for the reading of the Word of the Lord this morning.
1: Good morning. If you would turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Leviticus, chapter 16, verses 6 through 10. Aaron is to offer the bull for his own sin offering to make atonement for himself and his household. Then he is to take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting. He is to cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other for the scapegoat. Aaron shall bring the goat whose lot falls to the Lord And sacrifice it for a sin offering. But the goat chosen by Lot as the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to be used for making atonement by sending it into the wilderness as a scapegoat. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. You may be seated.
2: Good morning. So good to see everybody here today at Poplar Springs Baptist Church. We hope that you've had a warm, mon- a warm morning because I tell you the choir was freezing in their little in their room, and now they're sitting there. Uh oh, <laughs> there's some cuddling going on on the front row, and so and that's good because we're freezing. That some of people are freezing, but it's warm in here, and we're thankful for that. Today is Sacrifice Sunday, and this is the time that we. We partake in the Lord's Supper. And the Lord's Supper is all about remembering the sacrifice, the one true sacrifice that took place for our sins. And one thing I did whenever I went into seminary, uh, I I knew a lot about the New Testament. So what I I focused on the Old Testament. I took Hebrew instead of Greek first. And I, uh, I took every exegetical class I could... so I could grasp what the Old Testament... Because I truly believe that to understand the New Testament, you've got to understand the Old Testament. Okay? So, here I am reading Leviticus chapter 16, and here these two goats are. Okay? And this this whole chapter is the Day of Atonement, this Yom Kippur... Uh, they still celebrate this. They still honor this in the, in the Hebrew and in the, in, in, in the Jewish religion. And so we don't. Okay, And you'll see why here in a few minutes. But it's a beautiful expression and it's a beautiful example of Jesus Christ, these two goats are. Uh, most of us, when we read about it, please keep your Bibles open because I'm going to refer back to Leviticus here in just a second. But we always think about this scapegoat. Okay? Because all of us like to have an scapegoat. Okay? Uh, the modern translation of it. But even today, spiritually speaking, we have an scapegoat. You know who it is? Jesus Christ. Jesus is our true scapegoat. And I'm thankful for that. But I, I, like I said, let's just read. I'm going to read on in this passage of Scripture. If you look at verse 20 of of Leviticus 16, notice what it says. It says, and when this is, "and, and when the priest had made an end of atoning for the holy place, the tabernacle of meetings and the altar, and he shall bring the live goat. Now focus on that. The live goat. And Aaron, he was the high priest, shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, Confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat, and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. The goat shall bear on itself all the iniquities to an uninhabited land, and he shall release the goat in the wilderness." We see here that uh, Aaron would take two goats, and basically they said draw lots, basically flip a coin. Okay, this is uh, these are two innocent goats. Okay, when I read this as a child, I felt sorry for the goats, and I'll be honest with you, as an adult, I still feel sorry for the goats, especially the first one. But the first one did nothing wrong. But whenever it just the unlucky, the luck of the draw, basically. But they took that first goat and they took it into the tabernacle or the temple and they, they, they sacrificed it. And they sacrificed it. But before they sacrificed it, you know what he did? The priest would put his hands on the head of the goat and he would basically confess all the sins of the people. Onto this goat, as he has both hands on this goat. As a as a person who don't know a lot about goats, but I did live in Lancaster where goats were all running around me for a lot. They're they're not the most obeyable animals. So he must have been a strong priest to hold his hands on that goat. And and give and, and, and but, but this is the symbolism of all of our sins being thrown upon this goat and and, and you and some of you in your mind just saying why is this happening and I'm gonna talk about it, but, but after all the sins were invested onto this goat, they sacrificed it, they killed it, because without the shedding of blood there is no remission of what? Sin. What is our greatest problem that we have in the world today? Sin. Sin is our opposition to God. Sin is all our wrongdoings. Sin is everything that we've ever done that goes against the Word of God. And God says, if you're going to break that, to pay for that, there must be blood. Blood must be shed. So this goat is sacrificed for the sins of all the people. Okay? Now let me, let me explain this to you. This is what's beautiful about the Old Testament. Both goats equal one. Both goats equal who? Jesus Christ. People say Jesus is not in the Old Testament. Jesus is in the Old Testament. You just don't know. You've got to, you've got to educate yourself. Jesus is all through the Old Testament. But we see this as pointing to the Messiah because this goat was sacrificed all our sins. You know the Bible tells us, "For the wages of sin is what." So, and, and here's another thing that you need to understand: somebody has to pay for your sins. Only two people can pay for your sins. You can pay for your sins, right? A lot of people are out there gonna pay for their sins one day. You know what they get? Judgment. Hell. It's not a pretty picture, but it's biblical. It's reality. We understand that. Or the other choice is to allow someone to die for you. Somebody has to die for your sins. Somebody has to pay. Jesus came and He died for your sins. And there's a passage of Scripture, and I want to just read this to you, in Second Corinthians 5, verse 21, where it says, For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Through the shedding of Jesus' blood, we become righteous. But somebody has to pay for your sins. And and a question has to be asked today of you. Who's paying for your sins? You don't get a pass. The Bible says all have sinned. All fall short of the glory of God. So all of us have to come to a time of decision who they want to pay for their sins. If you're bold enough and you think you're wise enough and you think you're righteous enough to pay for your own sin, you can go that path, but you're wrong. The Bible clearly says we've all sinned. We've all made mistakes. So we all need Jesus Christ. We all need His blood to cleanse us from our sins. So there's the first goat. Okay? He's sacrificed. But then the priest, or Aaron, takes this other goat. Okay? And he takes it outside, (laughs) okay? It's one thing to confess your sins inside the temple. It's another one to take a goat outside with the people. Now, the people get to see this, okay? And he lays his hands on this goat, the scapegoat, and he begins to do what? Confess all the sins of the people right there in front of everybody, amen? I think I'd have been sick that day, amen? I wouldn't have. No, I would have showed up. And, 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 and he lays all the sins on this goat. And then it says they, they pick a, an able person, an able man, to, to take this goat. And he takes him to the furthest... They say they never see this goat again. Because they want to get rid of... They want him to take off. But over and over and over and they say if it says it more than once you need to pay attention they said the live goat the live goat the live goat this is a living goat this is a living goat who's doing what taking all your sins away what does the bible say when you confess your sins you know what god does he separates your sins as is from the east is from the you know what, and, and here's a passage, I don't want to read this to you because I think you need to know it. This is in Hebrews 8, verse 12, it says, For I will be merciful to the to their unrighteousness. He's talking to those who've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. He says, And I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds, and I will remember them no more. I say, Amen. God does something that we can't, amen, forget. He forgets our sin. As He's placed His hands on this goat, this is showing that God has forgiven us of our sins and He's going to remember them no more. Cause it says there, we'll never see this goat again. This escape goat is gone. And I thought, as we we approached the Lord's Supper, what a beautiful illustration of what Jesus Christ has done for us on Calvary's cross. He was our sacrifice. He died on the cross for our sins. And as we were there, even while He was being crucified, He says, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was forgiving people as He was dying on the cross. But he is forgiven. We've all have been forgiven who's placed their faith and trust in him. And I'm so thankful. And I, I love this passage in, in uh, Isaiah 53, which says, in verse five, it says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned in every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Folks, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died for, listen to this, it's a three-letter word, all sin. He paid it all. Some people have a problem with forgiveness. Then you have a problem with Jesus. Because Jesus, he's forgiven... Every sin that's ever been committed has been forgiven. Now, have you accepted it? That's the question. Have you accepted the forgiveness? Many people today are too prideful. You know, um, Elvis sung this song, I Did It My Way. I heard him sing that song one time. Folks, you don't want to do it your way. You want to do it, Frank Sinatra sung it too, right? Okay, he's the one to make famous. Scott was going to correct me later, so I better get that in there. Anytime I mention music, I, I'm, I'm on thin ice with him. And so, whew. but folks, you don't want to do it your way. You want to do it God's way. And God has prepared a way for you to be forgiven of your sin. Have you ever accepted that? Have you accepted what Jesus has done for you on Calvary's cross? Have you accepted that not only did he die for your sins, but he lives again? That's what I love about this. Here's, here's a, a, a dead, uh, a completely dead goat, but then there's a living goat that's out. And I think that's a Jesus had to completely die. For your sins, folks. He didn't just go in some subconscious element. No, he had to completely die for this to 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 please the Father. But he lives again, and we see that in the scapegoat as he takes our sins away from us. And I'm so thankful today that my sins are relieved of me. The Bible says, "If you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to what? Forgive." To cleanse us too. You know, uh, uh, in Revelations, if you have a hard time understanding Revelations, and it is some, a lot of its symbolism, um, I just want to sh- shed a light on this passage. This is Revelations 5, verse 6. Because I think this is a beautiful description of what these two goats were trying to ex- ex- express. And Jesus does beautifully. And it says, And I looked... In verse 6 of Revelations 5. And I looked and behold in the midst of the throne. And, and of the four living creatures. And in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Why did it look like it had been slain? Because it had been slain. That lamb was the lamb of God. Amen. Jesus Christ himself. He still holds the the, the, the pierced hands, the, where he's stabbed by a sword his, the, the, for, for all this blood to be poured out of him to pay the price for our sins. So we come today to the Lord's Supper. And we come today because of a great sacrifice. And one thing that we need to be mindful of is that your sin was not cheap. Okay? Jesus came to earth. God put skin on and came to earth. Lived a righteous life. And then came in sacrifice, was sacrifice for our sins. And Jesus says we need to remember that. Never forget that. We're going to have an invitation here. And I want to encourage you. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I, I plead with you to do that today. I'll be down front, and I won't stand over to the side, because we, I'm going to talk to the Christians here in just a second, but I'll talk to you, and we'll have prayer together, and I'd love for you to be able to participate in the Lord's Supper. But this Lord's Supper is not something that we come into lightly. We understand that we can come into it wrongly with 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 dirty hands. You know how we lift our hands to the Lord, folks. When we lift our hands to the Lord, we're saying, you know, when you praise the Lord with your hands, you're saying I've got clean hands. Don't ever lift up sinful hands to the Lord. He does not accept it. I don't care how spiritual you might think you are to throw your hands up in the air because some emotional boy. If you throw your hands up in the air, you're showing I'm clean. I'm clean. I'm righteous. And you're, and you're expecting that there's no sin in my life at this time. And Lord, I want to praise you with my hands. Okay? I'm all for people praising you with your hands. Okay? Go for it. But understand, don't allow motions to control that. You do that because you're saying, Lord, I'm clean because you've cleaned me. And I accept it. And I've confessed all my sins before you. And before you take this, the Lord's Supper you need to come clean. You need to have clean hands. You need to confess your sins before God. During this invitation, would you take that opportunity to do that? We're going to open up this altar for those who want to come to the altar and pray and say, Father, cleanse me of all my unrighteousness so that you can you can, you can also do it right where you're sitting. But Christians, don't partake of this Lord's Supper if you're holding on to sin in your life right now. That you're not willing to get rid of. If there's known sin in your life, you're disrespecting the sacrifice. You're disrespecting the blood of Jesus Christ. And you don't, you don't want to do that. I'm here to tell you, most preachers won't tell you that today. I don't know why they don't, but I will. Okay? Because it's truth. What some people call worship, God doesn't call worship. And you need to do it properly. But we're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to have an invitation. And I encourage you to obey the Lord today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to respond to your word. Lord, I thank you for the illustration you gave us of these two goats, Father, during the the Day of Atonement. That, Father, that one completely was sacrificed for our sins, died for our sins, but one gave us the beautiful illustration that, Father, that there's life after sacrifice. Lord Romans 12 calls it a living sacrifice. Father, that scapegoat that takes our sins away, Father, there's somebody here today that's never had their sins taken away. They've never placed their faith and trust in You. They've never responded to the Gospel message. They've never responded to Your Holy Spirit pull. I pray that today would be the day of salvation for them. And Father, I'll be down here at the the front of the auditorium here to to accept anyone who would like to come and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But Father, we open up this altar for all... Born-again believers who would like to come and prepare their hearts and their lives for receiving the Lord's Supper. And I just pray, Father, that each one of us will be obedient to the pool of Your Spirit in our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. to observe the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, given to us to celebrate in memory of the broken body and shed blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is said that on the night before He was betrayed at the conclusion of the Passover, which He and the disciples were celebrating, He he took bread and having blessed it, He broke it and gave to His disciples saying, This is my body which was given for you. Let's pray together. Father, as we have prepared ourselves for this time to experience the Lord's Supper, I just pray, Father, that you would um, lead us in God. Because, Father, we're thankful for this bread of life that was given for us so that we could have eternal life. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as the fathers ate the manna and are dead. He that eats this bread will live forever. On the same night, our Lord took the cup... And having blessed it, gave to his disciples and said, This is my blood, which was shed for you. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us of all sin. It's a time of celebration because what they did was they had a song. They sung together and then they went out. And you know the rest of the story. This is right before the crucifixion. But I'm so thankful that I was able to share about the scapegoat today. Thank you all for putting up with that today because I had that on my heart and had to get it off. And so let's, let's have a prayer and then we'll, we'll close in the song. Hmm? Uh, we'll have a song, Father. We thank you again for this time that we can celebrate, Lord, and remember. And Lord, as we close with a song this morning, Lord, we just pray, Father, that you will just uh, continually lead us and guide us. And Father, may we be thankful, Father, for the forgiveness of our sins. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Let's stand together as we sing just the verse of "Blessed be the tie that binds." <clears throat>
3: Bless be the tie that binds Our hearts in Christian love The fellowship of kindred
0: minds
3: Is like to that
0: are dismissed.